0: Here it is, the most listened to radio show on the planet,
1: even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, I'm Evan Ponstingle, the author of King's Island, A Ride Through Time. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast.
2: Hi, I'm Grace Peacock, Director of Communications at Canada's Wonderland, and you are listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast.
3: Hey, this is Jeff Tucker from Knott's Berry Farm, and you're listening to Coaster Challenge Podcast.
0: How's it going jenna
4: great dave how's it
0: going it's going good going good happy april man school year's almost over Woo-hoo! spring break is here i think it's it's, it's the whole month. Yeah, everybody's got spring break going on the
3: whole month of April.
0: Yeah, I got two weeks though. How how did you enjoy your, how did you enjoy your, we took a week off. We're actually back, but we're not back for season two yet. We're actually back for a very special episode today. Right.
4: Let's see, went to motocross and then drove up to Reno and came back and have a busy spring break going, coming.
0: Ivan, I got a chance to watch uh, your boyfriend Mike do his motocross event. That was really awesome. Came in first place. Yep. That was really awesome. Congratulations to Mike if he's listening. Yeah, I actually had a pretty fun break myself went down to san diego you know iva got to see SeaWorld world san diego for the first time and then we my, our first time together we went to belmont park and rode the big dipper i don't recommend people to ride the back row on that one that one was, was very bumpy talk about a maintenance issue <laughs> <laughs> i'll take your word for it yeah so well guys I hope you guys are having a wonderful spring. Coaster season is already begun in most parts of the country. I know a lot of our team members have already been busy in Florida. They've been in North Carolina. They've been in Tennessee. It looks like Ohio is getting ready to start kicking off. You know, we got Kings Island kicking off its 50th anniversary this year. That's a really amazing air. And I know Iva's probably looking very forward to that as well. This is actually a very special episode because it's our one year anniversary. One year anniversary as a podcast. I remember going back with COVID hit and everything. Because we were originally a YouTube channel When the COVID hit and everything was shut down We were we were kind of shut down for a while To kick off our one year anniversary here We've got something very special for all you listeners out there We have the entire Coaster Challenge podcast team Live with us right now, right here on podcast Andrew's here in the house Iva's here in the studio But we also have my original co-host JD is back in the studio for the first time in a while Welcome back jd it's great to see you it's good to be back it's good to be back yeah how you miss you guys yes we've missed you too and uh, i know you've been very good and i know that uh, folks know that jd may not have been on the air you haven't heard him but he was also behind the scenes helping me out a lot doing a lot of the the work and on locations when we go to parks and stuff iva's here andrew and then we've got some very special guests in the house today we're gonna be kicking off season two next week and we're gonna be kicking season two off with some major changes as you know we're expanding the team we've Yay! got some we've got some very incredible talent joining the podcast team andrew would you like to introduce uh who our new members are
3: yes so uh and actually we have four new members to our team four new associate producers three of them are here with us today one i could not make it for personal reasons again life happens unfortunately but uh, everyone that's listening here, you'll be hearing from that person very soon. And I'll be mentioning, I should go ahead and mention his name since he's not here. Uh, it's Etai Ahrens, uh, Theme Park HQ, a former Coaster Kid, Thrill's United rep. He actually works at Busch Gardens Tampa, works on Tigris. A good friend of mine and many of ours here on the team. Really nice guy. And you'll be, again, hearing from him very soon. But besides Etai, we do have with us our, our three new producers, associate producers. Actually, one of them is literally sitting right next to me because she's doing a spring break visit here in Florida herself with her two kids and that's the one and only Kim Dykes. Hi. Who is has Veloci fever and Iron quasi fever and uh, might hear a little bit more about that later with all her coaster uh, coasters that she's been riding the past few days. And then we've got in Tennessee, we've got Nick Guerrero. Welcome, Nick. Hello, hello. Thank you, Andrew. Glad to be here. Yes, you've been a good friend of the podcast, like Kim has as well, and excited to have you join the team. And then the other new associate producer that's with us over in, uh, actually in Georgia now, I believe, from North Carolina originally, is Sean Clark, again, a former Coaster Kid Girls United rep. Welcome, Sean.
5: Hello. Oh, um am still in North Carolina. Don't go to Georgia for uh, another four months, but getting there, getting there. Four months.
3: Well, so yep. Sean, and you and I have think, kind of talked about yep. this. So depending upon how fast things go, you might have a very important role here on the team and you might have to be uh, on Air Force One Watch. To go. So if they're not done by the time you get down there, you'll uh, you'll have to go out there every day. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, you bet yeah. I will. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be down you there. You will. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) very exciting rmc coming uh here Mm -hmm, this is uh, this is um god this year is like southeast rmc this is where it's at is in the southeast this year
5: oh yeah yeah.
3: so welcome to all the team members
0: yes welcome welcome i'm looking forward to working with all of you like i said here in this organization we are a family here and we treat everybody as you're one of ours so you know like we're always gonna be there for each other we do stuff together i want us all to get to know each other over the years i I've gotten to see all of you guys and you guys all so a lot of you have have your own channels you guys have been part of like you said coaster kids mm-hmm. thrills united you guys have all done amazing things over the years and also like Sean and Etai I've watched you guys grow up man the first time I met you Sean was Knott's Berry Farm for coaster kids day and my god I think that was back in 2000. 2000- 18? 19. 19. And I remember because you came up to me and you said, you're David from Coaster Challenge. And Mm -hmm. what stuck to my mind was you said, I'm a big fan of your channel and that meant The world to me. So it's an honor to have you being a part of our podcast. We've got a lot of exciting things. Just so our listeners know, Andrew, myself, and we've been brainstorming for season two. We've got a lot of really fun things going to be happening. If you guys liked what we did in season one, wait till you see season two. We're going to be kicking off season two with a bang. And when I mean a bang, I mean we've got a major VIP kicking off season two and it's a big one so I mean if you liked our season finale which I will tell you Lee Cockrell did an excellent job in his interview with our podcast I hope everybody enjoyed that because it was just phenomenal that we had two major Disney executives on this podcast that they normally don't go on coaster podcasts they normally don't but they came on ours and that was fantastic but you know the one thing I will tell everybody is that season one was definitely one in the memory books would you say Jen? It definitely
4: is a roller coaster <laughs> season. A lot of ups, lots of downs, lots of what's going to happen next.
0: I will say that there have been some pretty memorable moments of season one. I actually want to ask, I want Andrew to kick it off first. Andrew, what were some of the best moments that you did in season one?
3: Oh, I'm going to there are many. I mean, like you said, David, we, for a new, brand new, you know, just getting started podcast here in season one, having now had about 50 or so episodes, one one a week here in the year. We have done amazing things. And like you said, Lee Cockerell, Brad Rex, some you know, great guests and Coaster Studios and Amusement Insider Austin. And you know, had a lot of, you know, Coaster bloggers and really famous YouTubers. And we've had, you know, some amazing podcasters like Corey from No Midnight, um, the whole Thrills United team. Just, just amazing, amazing guests you know there's probably other other moments I can think of there's two that really stick out for me one on a more serious note you know this podcast obviously you know it's it's about coasters it's about theme parks but really at its core it's really not about those things it's about bettering people's lives about facing fears it's about keeping anxiety at bay depression at bay dealing with life's problem and having fun perhaps at the same time and I remember David you and I were at Hollywood Nights last year and we were with a very close friend of the podcast uh, in fact he we would be asking him to join the team too and he'd probably be glad to accept. we know he's way too busy to be a part of this podcast on a regular basis and that is the one and only Chuck Cole and you and I were having a late night conversation after the second night of Hollywood Nights just by chance he was at the same hotel as us which was very fortuitous and Chuck mentioned very you know I'm always listening and he mentioned that he was in Manhattan on 9-11 and I'm like David. Remember, you remember the conversation. I was like, David, we need to do something here. And Chuck then became our second, uh, our only person, actually, I think so far, and the first certainly, to be on the podcast more than once as a guest. And yeah, we didn't talk about coasters at all in that episode with with Chuck. But 9/11 is near and dear to my heart on a personal. Level. I'm from New Jersey. The work that not only you know the interview that I had with with Chuck myself and you of course producing that David, but the rest of the team, the work that that everyone did to put together that episode, you know, but the beginning and the end of it you know, before and after the interview. And then all of our, well, not all of our guests, but many of our guests, many of our friends of the the podcast here was sending in some great audio clips of what 9-11 meant to them, where they were. You know, Ian, for example, Ian Kaufman, one of our guests from season one, good friend, did a very powerful uh, message that he sent, to Larry and Jean and so many others. And, uh, you know, John, so, so many. But that episode, I listen to every episode we make, even though, you know, if I, I've done the interview. That, that, that
0: episode... That That episode, because... For all those that don't realize the entire season one, I was the main editor creator of all the episodes you all listened to that nine 11 episode took me a month to prepare. That was a lot of work because that was a three hour interview. You and Chuck did, that was a lot of editing work, but putting all the sound bites, putting all the the audio clips that you mentioned, I wanted and the music to be added to it. I wanted that episode to really touch people's hearts deeply because it wasn't just the fact it was 9-11. It was its 20th anniversary. How ironic that our first year of our podcast, it fell on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. That was a most important date and anniversary that we needed to do something big. And you know what? That podcast episode has gotten more downloads than we've ever seen. It's still getting downloads to this day. That's impressive. It's getting attention all over. Yeah, that was the most effort, love, passion put into that episode. And if anybody out there who's listening to this episode, if you have not heard that 9-11 episode, I highly recommend you to go back on our library on your favorite podcast network and click on that episode and take the time to listen because there was a lot of important information. And it also talked about real courage, you know, because a lot of people and just like, and this is something we'll probably discuss as a team, down the road but there's been a lot of uh dramatic situations that have happened in the last few weeks especially in, in Orlando yep. with the with the drop tower incident the dramatic scenes that people see millions of people saw with their own faces in person that day in mm-hmm. Manhattan those planes going into the towers the dramatic trauma that so many people had witnessed. It's one thing to see it on TV, but to be down there in person like Chuck did, yep. that, that 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 speaks words there of courage. And what he did demonstrated what our mission of this podcast is all about. And I was very proud to create that episode. Yeah, so. Chuck is
3: an amazing person. Meeting him for the first time in Shanghai three years ago, almost to the day now, a little more than three years. Just an amazing person, great friend. Um Just wish he wasn't as busy as he was, be able to spend more time with him. But, you know, he's busy for the right reasons. Family his job. But anyways, that was a great interview, an incredible episode that we all of us really worked so hard on. You know, that's, that's an episode that as we move forward, you know, I've already been doing this, but sharing it with potential VIPs and saying, Hey, this, we're not some fly-by-night podcast. We're not joking around all the time. We're not some news podcast. We deal with real issues and we go deep. So that's that's my first one. The second one, and a much different on the other end of the spectrum. Again, we first season, when, when I joined Coaster Challenge, as well as when I joined the Ace Ride With Us podcast, I wanted to do something much, much more meaningful. You know, again, with both podcasts, but especially here with Coaster Challenge, done a lot of great work. But one of the things that we did, our entire team, is we had a meetup in our first season. And that just shows, one, how much you know we hard work we put in but also what the following is that we have again we don't have a gigantic audience but we have a lot of good friends and people that are loyal listeners several of those are now joining us here today as we mentioned earlier and that meetup that we did at uh velocicoaster right you're five minutes from where where kim and i are sitting right now we could go over there almost right right now i think it's still open <laughs> anyways getting basically filling up a train. With only one seat empty, which uh, luckily a single rider was able to join us and have some fun with that. But filling up that train and just you know seeing all the reactions of people, Kim, you, David, Iva, you know becoming your number one, and the the energy on that train when we were when we were launching, beginning, rolling out, coming back on the break run remember talking to several of you on the break run, just uh, incredible. And just you know, it was great having, uh, you know, all the, all the people out, people coming from all over the country, UK, California, Ohio, Tennessee, all over the place for that first meetup. And that's not going to be our only meetup. We're already, already talking about another one. I want to do one person. We should do Occupy guazi Yeah. Occupy Guazi, Occupy guazi So yeah, we'll see. Occupy guazi. But that meetup, it was a lot of work. It was a great day. It was an intense day. It was a, had its moments. overall everyone had fun it
0: it, it was a good it made us stand out in the crowd because how we filled the queue line Mm -hmm. and we filled an entire train and yes a lucky single rider because we were short by one but we had an extra shirt and a lucky single rider who was the first one to go was given a free shirt uh, because we made special edition Velocicoaster shirts that everybody keeps asking they want to buy. So I put it on the store if anybody wants to buy it. It's, they're lucky it's still on there because I didn't take it off the uh, store yet. Content for those that still are looking to buy one. Everybody loved the shirts. And uh, we did a good job. And and actually, we had some friends do some really good professional filming. And they got us going down the top hat, showing all of us on the train. It was, it was really awesome. I was blown away because that was one of the nice big events. And yeah, like I said, I can't wait for our next meetup for season two.
2: I know I've been quiet here in the background, but I just want to uh, definitely say thank you to the wonderful Ride Ops team at Velocicoaster that day, because they were also getting in on the excitement of everybody. And they were very accommodating to us too. And they were, you could feel their energy was pumped too, as, as well as ours was.
3: Yeah, yeah, that, that you know, in that station, there very good point. I have a you know, they were glad, they were blown away that we were there. I remember some of the guests, and later that day, people recognized us as we we're you know staying the whole day in the park. Granted, I'm definitely a huge fan of Universal Orlando. Uh, obviously, I, I moved from living an hour and a half away from there to being five minutes from there. The team members at Universal Orlando are consistently among the best in the business. They're they're up there and even surpass. Nothing against Disney. Disney's great too, but they surpass many of the Disney cast members, Disneyland, Disney World, et cetera that I encountered. They're great, but Universal is just incredible. And that showed, that to your point, Iva, that day with that seeing that big group like us coming in there. Uh, one more comment I wanted to make, and this is a little bit of a lesson, and this may have gotten lost because we didn't really talk much about this, but we had that one more position there. We had more than 24 people at that meetup, just that several, for medical reasons or other reasons, couldn't ride. I saw an opportunity, you guys that were there may remember that we had that one more shirt to give out, one more space to give out to fill up that train of 24 seats. And it was my friend Juan, lives here in florida and he's facing a lot of fears he's kind of getting more and more into bigger coasters he's since gotten onto bigger coasters since the meetup and i'm really proud of him i was talking to him i was giving him a chance hey juan you you could be the 24th you could face your fears here and do that and he was not there ready yet and we didn't push him because that's the other part of this is get you know encouraging people to face their fears you can't force them to do that that's not the right thing to do You can encourage them, you can support them, you can be there for them, but there's a line, you know, it's like, you know, parents that force kids to go on rides. I don't agree with that. If their kids are crying and miserable, no, we don't want that first experience to be like that. And that's, that's crossing the line. And in fact, speaking of universal, Universal will not allow children or anyone on a ride if they are crying and upset and afraid. You know, they they have their blindness. The yeah. So, anyways, yeah,
0: yeah, that was I know I've seen, I've seen that situation happen in the past at other parks. Jenna sure has. We've seen it at Magic Mountain all the time here in California. Parents mm-hmm. forcing their, their kids on a we coaster. Know one
4: who yeah, did we know <laughs> no one.
0: Yeah, we know one.
4: Well, not just her, but her father forcing her onto uh, X. X.
0: X X.
3: Yeah. Ooh. Wow, that's intense.
1: Mm-hmm. I've seen it go as far as parents calling children names, like name-calling, calling them chicken, telling them they're not a real man. I, I witnessed some of this down in Gatlinburg when we were doing, uh, we did a day of mountain coaster credits, and this child was having a complete panic attack, and I finally had to take it upon myself to walk up to the mother. Wow. You know, said. Hey, you force her on this in this mode. I'm speaking from experience. This is likely going to be very traumatic. Yeah. And she's not gonna, she's probably never gonna want to ever try it again. From my experience, I would highly suggest you encourage her and let her do it when she's ready. If you want her to ride with you in the future, yeah. She right. she gave me a dirty look, she didn't quite like what I had to say, but the kid did not go on the ride.
3: Good. Yeah, it's a form of bullying, and it's one of the worst because. You know this is supposed to be a, a fun and you know good for you as this, this podcast is all about theme park therapy and then your know, parents or sometimes friends or you know whoever you know going beyond the peer pressure and the encouragement and actually bullying someone to get on a ride that's just wrong yeah, yep. yeah.
0: all right so jen why don't you tell us your highlights about season one
4: uh the mayor of burbank was one um i'm really glad that he was able to be a interviewee for our podcast and the other one would be for not just one disney executive but the two disney executives that we got this year
0: any heartfelt episodes that you enjoyed the one
4: uh it was the youtube clip for the son that lost his father that was the sheriff
0: yeah that one got me yeah, that one got me too, uh, that was probably one of the most heartfelt YouTube highlight clip of the weeks that we did this season too, and and for those that, uh, don't know the story behind that, that was the, uh, father, who was a sheriff, got killed, in the line of duty and his son found out that they were auctioning off his father's squad car. He had say worked hard to save the money that he could. He only saved like $5,000. He went to the auction and unfortunately somebody had overbid him by $20,000. What was amazing was the guy that bought the car for 20 grand actually gave the car to his son. That was the most moving story I've ever seen.
4: That it was. That made me cry. Yeah,
0: that was probably one of the most memorable YouTube clips. I'll have to agree with you on that. Well,. Iva, why don't you share with us some of your some of your favorites and favorite moments of season one?
2: Oh, besides, you know, getting to know everybody on the team on a more personal level. I mean, because it was honestly the first time I got a chance to really get to know Andrew and Jenna and JD, because you know, David, I've known you since 2018 when you and I met at the Kentucky Flyer Media Day, but I had never got a chance to meet anybody else that was really close to you. So it was a great opportunity to expand my my relationship with other coaster enthusiasts and become really good friends with everybody now. That friendship definitely has grown. And what was awesome is that the Coaster Challenge podcast got to actually meet in person when I got a chance to go out to California for my first time in September. Andrew got a chance to fly out. Uh, He was here for business reasons. And you and Jenna were already living out here. And we all got a chance to go to not scary farm. And we actually got to meet one of our guests from season one. Jeff Tucker was very accommodating when we got to meet him and see what his show. And he was uh, even allowed us to go backstage too and see how he does all of his wonderful special effects too.
3: Yeah. That's like, that was a great night. I that's a really good point. And Jeff Tucker it's since then, you know, interviewed him, for the haunt season, for our first season, you know, we have as a podcast, you know, you, David and I developed such a friendship with Jeff. And uh, I just
0: invited you and I on his own. podcast,
3: We we had great time, fun talking about National Lampoon's vacation. And I talk to Jeff all the time. And that, that is not the last time that, that we will be having an encounter with Jeff. Jeff is, an amazing person, love his sense of humor, love his passion. Again, David, you know, I'm not, we're not going to let it out of the bag here. It's going to say things with season one are going to roll out in a big way with our, with our first main episode of season two. We The people that we are connecting with, we've already recorded with here for season two. Uh, again, things are getting bigger and more exciting. The connections and the friendships, the relationships that we are building, they are real and they are, they are significant, so that's exciting. But yeah, Jeff is a, it was one of those great examples. Thank you, Iva.
2: Yeah, the other amazing thing that one of the episodes that I got a chance to interview with was Evan Ponstengel, who was the young author who did the King's Island, A Ride Through Time book, who was a Ohio native like myself. I'll tell you, the challenges that he had to accommodate that he went above and beyond to conquer, how he almost didn't have his book published to being a worldwide published book now. And the amazing thing is that for a kid his age to take on such responsibility for that big of a project, is phenomenal and I was so impressed that he not only did that but then he got on the podcast and talked about it too. Kings Island you know has an amazing history. Kim you know because you it's it's your home park along with Kentucky Kingdom. I've gone there for years. David you've gone there so have you Andrew and Nick and also it's its 50th anniversary so that was another thing that he took on a milestone project for a park that's hitting the 50th and David and I got a chance to meet Evan at Winter Fest last year in 2021. And we got to have our book signed too by Evan.
0: Yeah. And I will tell you guys, he was 16 years old when he started writing that book, had a publisher lined up and then the publisher backed out on him. Then he had a very famous publisher that saw his work and gave him a chance. And then all of a sudden, voila, by the time he was 18 years old, he was an author already for a major book for, to a major theme park. That's pretty impressive. That just shows you right there. That's great courage. Determination. He was confident, and he believed in something deeply. Those are some of the keys. If you want to succeed in life, you got to have believe in yourself, have confidence, and have compassion. And you just have dedication and motivation can to keep do. going. That you can't, like what Lee Cockwell said in his speech that you saw in the plugin of his interview. You've got to have a can-do attitude. You can't have a can't-do attitude. Who do you know that has a can't-do attitude, and how far have they gone in life? with that not much but if you have a can-do attitude you will go far look at us we all all of us here on this team here tonight we have all had a can-do attitude and look what we have accomplished in a year i'm very proud of our our accomplishment this year i'm proud and you know what we've got it and our team's growing in fact we even have some of our former team members right here tonight because we're doing something very special. JD, why don't you uh, tell us a little about your highlights? I know you've listened to season one, and I know you've always liked to give me a phone call every Friday when an episode gets released. I do. Actually, the biggest one was the bullying one. That one touched a little close to home. I don't like bullies. I, I know what you're talking it's, about. Uh, oh, yes. If I see it, I try to end it, even though I know it's not, I'm not, I don't want to put myself in in other people's business, but honestly, people shouldn't go through that. I know what you're talking about, talking about our live episode between Andrew, Iva, and I. We had a big discussion. That's when I finally (laughs) had my true compassion about the bullying part. Andrew and I are both, when it comes to bullying, it's something we take very personal in our lives. Pretty sure everybody in this group all here, all together, agrees with that. Because one thing I'll tell you about the Coaster community, it has its demons. There's a lot of people out there that... Cause a lot of bullying, a lot of hatred, a lot of discrimination. We've seen it. It's happened to all of us. I know it has. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember one time we were we were doing me and I we were doing a live and this one guy was trolling us. Oh, oh yes. Man. Oh yes. I remember that. JD and I were doing a live YouTube, basically like a town hall where we were just talking about coasters and theme parks in Disney. And we had a guy that was just trolling JD full bullying over his weight.
4: That was when I was up in Oregon.
0: Yeah it was i mean he was just sitting there trying to egg jd on left and right and i i we literally had to block him kick him off the uh the live stream you know it was just ridiculous
5: yeah i mean
0: yeah i mean granted yeah i can take it no big deal the other part of me was like why why do this because just because you hate yourself that much you're, you're gonna tear someone else down to make them feel the same way you feel what kind of life is that
4: yeah it's the feeding I... the energy that's what that is he was wanting you to feed that end, that negative energy you didn't fall for it
3: yeah bullying is off often- Oftentimes they are the people uh, to leave Koppel, to use his language, which is great. You know, can't do attitude. They have insecurities. They, you know, oftentimes the people they bully are, they themselves have those qualities and they're insecure about them or they hate those aspects of themselves and they attack those aspects of themselves by going after others with those same characteristics. And it's awful. It's not something we've talked about a lot on this podcast. John, to your point, you know, we did do that early on in season one. But David, you might re- remember one of uh, one of the friends of the show, one of the guests that we had on during our haunt season, Josh Gunderson, uh from here in Orlando, uh, you know, does the, the Scream and Stream events, the haunt events in here in Orlando. He has another side of what his life where he's written books about being anti-bullying and, and so forth. And, you know, I think it would be great to have him on again. I think we've talked about that maybe a lot will happen here in season two because i think it would be good for us to dive into uh, uh bullying and, and, and fighting against it. I think we've we've done a pretty good job
0: this year spreading awareness of bullying and hatred and, and racism and all that stuff in the, within the community and beyond. And mainly because, like I said, this podcast came out after what we saw during COVID. I thought it was ridiculous. Countrywide, I was hoping to see a 9-11 moment where the country and the world came together. I didn't see that at mm. all. And that scared the crap out of me. I'm sorry, I normally don't cuss, but I'm doing it tonight because it was freaking ridiculous we had to do something we need to get our voices out there it's a st- small start but you know what we're growing our mic our all of our microphones are growing slowly as more and more people pay attention to what we're doing people are are listening we need to get our voices out there and we need to combat fear because fear is the reason why all this is happening, why all the hatred, the discrimination, the bullying, it's fear, guys. Everyone's afraid. There's society. People out there love selling fear. They love selling it because it sells. Companies love selling fear. Heck, we got an election coming up. What do you think is going to happen on TV? All they're going to sell is fear. You know, I don't, you know, we, we all agree. We don't talk politics here, but you know what that all means when an election year comes up.
4: Reminds me of Family Guy when they do the elections. Yeah. And she tries <laughs> and Lois tries talking about all the, you know, problems and they they don't want
0: don't want to listen and then she goes 9 (laughs) 11
4: and they all just throw money at her yeah
0: (laughs) like i said fear is the factor of a lot of stuff that causes everything that happens in our society what happens in our world theme parks and roller coasters are just tools and instruments to help us face that fear and it has and it has made an impact in so many and just listening to all the guests in our podcasts tell their stories it's just phenomenal sean let's go with you share with us what your highlights and stuff how you felt about the, our podcast in season one
5: i think it's definitely really good i like the stuff you guys uh cover um i think it's very important now, like you said how you were saying earlier about how um the positive energy you guys bring kind of how you like to hit the nail on the head on that i think that's really important and i i lo- just love how you guys cover that i think that's really good i think it's a very good that you focus on that, because not a lot of people do. Unfortunately, in today's world, there's a lot of negative stuff, a lot of mostly negative energy, and I'm glad that you guys bring light to the good stuff we do have in today's world. Sean, what do
0: you look forward to bringing into the podcast for Season 2?
5: Definitely like, I like knowledge about coasters, and like, how to live life, and like, I also look forward to, I guess, somewhat entertainment. I remember Andrew said I was really funny. I appreciate that, by the way. You bet. I'm glad to bring some comedy, I guess, to it somewhat, so it'll be good. Yeah, yeah Definitely, good.
3: We're never going to become a comedic podcast, but uh, you know, just like any movie, that's a serious movie, dramatic movie has comic relief in it, and that's you know, yeah, I think mm-hmm. you can help with that for sure.
5: So. Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Yep. And the world needs more laughter. We mm-hmm, need more. For laughter. sure, we mm-hmm. need to laugh more. You know, comedians today or even scared to even help try to make people laugh you know we saw that at the oscars so <laughs> yeah. yeah so but like i said nick tell me man i know you've been our biggest fan of coaster challenge from day one it's an honor to have you on the team sir and tell us your highlights about season one i know you listen to a lot of our episodes and tell me some of your favorites and your best moments you loved
5: i appreciate it yeah
0: no. as soon as uh
3: you know, I met Andrew. He told me about it. And yeah, the a supporter, why Why would you not want us? Um,
0: my favorite things were probably actually, I would, you know, I listen to every episode, but going back after meeting some people and listening to the episodes again, um, Larry and Jean or Kim and her family, you know, getting to meet them and then going back and re-listening to their episodes after meeting them was kind of cool. So that was kind of my highlights was being able to listen to them initially, not knowing the people, now becoming friends with them. Going back and listening through a different perspective. That was my highlight. Well, I guess it's my turn. <laughs> <You know? laughs> if there's somebody who has listened to every episode a million times <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. How the editing you do? <clears throat> I will give anybody in this Zoom chat a hundred dollars if you can guess how many hours of editing I have put into in season one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I will give each person one opportunity to say a number.
4: Okay, JD.
3: Thousand. Okay, Iva. Thirty-five
4: hundred.
3: Jen. Four thousand. Andrew. Feeling a Price Is Right moment. Uh, Fifteen hundred. <laughs> huh. One
1: dollar. One dollar. Fifteen
5: hundred. <laughs>
3: Fifteen hundred.
5: Kim.
1: Three
5: thousand five hundred. Sean. Twenty-five
0: hundred. Nick. Eight hundred. Eight hundred. All right. Since we, uh, since Andrew brought Price Is Right, I'll be Bob Barker. The actual <laughs> retail price, believe it or not. Andrew hit it on the nail. I actually, I count my hours. It was actually fifteen hundred hours I spent on season. Oh, wow, that was those. a guess! <laughs> Congratulations, Andrew. You'll receive hundred dollars from me. Short. <laughs> no, but I'm sure it does feel like
4: you know three, three thousand, four thousand hours sitting at this desk. Fifteen
0: hundred hours.
4: It so is- I, I
3: guess, it, I guess based on how Many weeks, but roughly 50. And I figured, you know, 10 hours is way too low. 20, because I know you and know, I have talked. So I kind of educated guests because I, you know, talk to you all the time. I was figuring not 40 hours a week, but I was figuring about 30 hours a week, did the math, 1500.
0: So. Yeah, that's about right. That's correct. I kept track of, I keep track of every hour I spend editing to see how long, because I, I used to do it with my video editing and video editing, I would spend probably in a month, I would spend probably 200 hours a month on video editing, but audio editing in a month was way more because I will tell you guys, I had the toughest job. Podcasting is a lot, uh, editing is a lot of work, but you know what? it comes out beautifully. I take out all the double words. I take out all the ums Um. and um, Uh, so's and... uh.
5: (laughs) (laughs) But also,
0: also to our guests who are listening, who are probably listening, I helped made our guests sound even better because there were some guests where they were so nervous that they were double, tripling words. They were kind of stuttering and I've been able to edit those stutters out. I've been able to take out a lot of the words, reconstruct your sentences and actually make them sound human sometimes. And just, they sound <laughs> like audible. a public speaker and that be me guys that you're welcome out there. Uh-huh. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, I've listened to over and over a hundred times. Because it takes an hour to edit 10 minutes of audio. Iva can contest. She did Lee Cockwell's interview, which was an hour and a half interview that she got it down to 40, 45, 45 minutes, minutes, 45 minutes. And that was just taking out silent gaps, taking out double words, taking out unnecessary conversations that didn't need to be in the podcast that were not related to coasters or anything. But some of my greatest ones, the one thing I'm proud I did was I did do some interviews in season one that I was very proud to do. And the one that really touched my heart was I actually interviewed somebody who I met in the coaster community at Kings Island who had the same disability that I had. I literally had tears when I first met him. We were in line. At the beast. I met young Tanner Forkel. It turned out that he heard his parents overheard. My story, because I was telling a coaster enthusiast about Coaster Challenge, his parents came up to me with their son and said, hey, our son here has Tourette syndrome too and is a coaster enthusiast. And I got to meet him and him and I were talking this language that nobody could understand. Only if you had the same disability, you could talk the same language. When we did that interview, the second half, when we talked about our Tourette's, it was a very heartfelt moment. I was getting goosebumps when I was talking about here in his past, him and I had such a similar struggles. We were able to talk about it and we were able to help each other during that interview. It was a very moving moment for me. I hope that, I think everybody here has had one interview where you interview somebody that was very moving. And that was mine. I interviewed Sean. I interviewed a good friend, Dustin Lestra, who Andrew got to interview his mother, Tracy Lestra, which we also talked about animals you know how fear how people in fear how they treat animals animal cruelty how animals are treated in the world and we brought awareness to animal safety you know animal you know saving animals lives and tracy came right on she was nervous but andrew made guys made her feel comfortable and she was able to talk her heart out about animal rights there was a lot of angles that were covered i think all of us can agree here the final question that we all asked our guests what advice Could you give to somebody out there who is looking to make a change? Iva, Andrew, you guys did a lot of the interviews in season one. Boy, did we learn a lot of, there were. Fifty different ways of how people face fears. We didn't hear not the same thing. Each guest had a very unique way of, of advice. Maybe you guys would like to share some of it and highlight it.
3: Yeah, yeah it's for me one that stands out, and uh, he's, he's a he's a good friend, uh, Corey Beal or Christopher Corey Beal from uh, No Midnight, the founder of No Midnight. And by the way, as a quick aside for listeners. We don't compete with other podcasts. We're not not trying to be number one, you know, coaster podcast or theme park podcast. We like to promote other podcasts. And I would encourage everyone listening to listen to the No Midnight Media Network of Podcasts, their Unpacked Podcast, Theme Park Pulse, Uh, some of the best produced podcast work out there. (laughs) Uh, Chris Corey he's a, a retired DJ and he, he someone knows to edit audio and produce audio it's Corey and the, and the work that he's that he's done he's taught people like Jack that's on the team that's now doing a lot of the editing and whatnot amazing work. And they've done some incredible serials and really amazing stuff. But uh, I remember Corey, I believe if I get the words exactly right, he said, do the thing. You know, in other words, part of of facing fears is to take a leap of faith. You know, you're thinking about getting a new job or moving somewhere different or, you know, just trying something different in life because man, human beings, referring to man that way, we are inherently afraid of change. We do not like change. And something I've noticed about myself, and maybe it's part of the Riding coasters and being better about facing anxiety and fear—that fear training I talk about—I am not afraid of change. I, I, that's why I'm a good early adopter for technology. One of my other hobbies, and you know, I don't—I like trying out different things and trying different ways of doing things. It's great for a problem solver, because I'm an engineer in my re- my regular life, if you will. Yeah, do the thing. Try something different. Don't be afraid. To take that leap of faith. I, that one stuck out for me for some reason. How about you, Iva?
2: I can't really think of a certain guest we had on the podcast, but I will say that every advice that all of our past guests in season one gave were based on their experiences in life. And that's why they were all different. For them to have the courage to even share with us all those experiences and then to pass that knowledge on to our listeners, that is the greatest accomplishment anybody can ever give to anybody is expanding what they know to share with others and that's what we're that's what we do on this podcast is we share our experiences and our knowledge with others to prevent bullying depressing times in our lives diseases like uh, Tourette <laughs> syndrome and everything that's why we share it because one thing is that everybody's life experiences are different and we can learn on based on everybody's life experiences and, and treat every everybody better
0: because of it too so i'm going to save this person save the best for last here uh there is one person here that we haven't asked about our highlights it's because season two is going to have something special because we got a second editor yay (laughs) (laughs) yay kim welcome to the editing team i i i Your laptop's in the mail, by the way. You should be getting it by the time you get home. (laughs) I uh, So I wanted you to be the last one to talk about season one, some highlights. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Share with us what your favorite highlights were.
1: Well, I was first introduced to andrew and david i'd seen iva a couple of times but back in hollywood nights last year was when i was introduced to the podcast team by john winek i i felt like i was just kind of being thrown into thrown into the pool i don't know what else to say he's like you you've got to if you want to hear a story listen to her go talk <laughs> to her and i was like what Hello. Okay. So anyway, I'd never heard of the Coaster Challenge podcast before John told me about it. And I had talked to you all. David handed me his card and said, send me an email if you're interested. So I went home and I started listening to a few interviews. It really made me think, really been working on facing and overcoming fear. But one huge fear that I've yet to tackle and I always back away from is speaking in front Mm -hmm. of other people because I've always struggled with confidence. You know, largely because of bullying at younger ages and that sort of thing, too. It sticks with you into your adult life if you don't face it. After listening to the, at one of the interviews that really stood out to me was listening to John and Tyler. They were, Mm -hmm. because they were good, they're good friends of ours. Tyler said, you know, one of the lines that he said in that interview that just stuck with me and would not leave. I help people because that's what I do. It really made me believe in the mission of the podcast Because I know how, you know, thinking back to our Coaster Kids days, Coaster Kids literally saved my son's life. My life has transformed as well. And I'm like, wow, if I could face this fear and overcome it, I might actually have the opportunity to give back to what the community has given my family. After we did our interview, I was shocked by the number of people that I'd never met that reached out to me. They, you've lost over a hundred pounds. I just wanted to tell you how inspiring your story is. And I've had people reach out and ask for help, and I'm like, that's the first time I really realized I had an impact on someone. I'm having an impact on people, you know, and I can do, I can do more. One of the things now. you know, I'm, I, it's actually expanded into my work and different things and people that don't ride coasters still look at me and they're like, you know, how have you and your son literally, you know, been able to, you know, how how's this transformation happened? I said, you know, it's it's through facing fear. I said, because one of the things I've learned is if you can conquer what's in here, your mind, if you can control your fear, you can control anything. Overeating, it doesn't matter what the topic is, it's in your mind. So if you can face that fear and get your mind under control, that will carry over to all aspects of your life. And so now you know, my mission with joining this podcast, now that I realized that I can have an impact on people and help other people is to hopefully continue to do that on a lot larger platform. I'm very excited.
0: We're looking forward to have you on there. Cause I know that you'll be doing interviews. You'll be helping me with editing, going to be doing social media campaigns and are also doing, going back to doing our on location series where we're going back to doing videos on YouTube and Instagram. When we go to media events or special events at the parks, if we're able to we get there on youtube to show that we're on location and maybe try to interview fans that are in the park that recognize us you know and get them on video you know so we're going to try all aspects in season two to really get the word out there and we got to keep working hard out there because there's people out there that try to silence our voices and uh we need to continue being that sunshine that's shining through the dark clouds and show people there's a direction and they they have a direction to follow like i said we've done an incredible job All of us all pitched in and worked really hard this for our first season. We're already, we're all, we're already working on season two and I can't wait to share season two with everybody. I can't wait for our new members to roll up their sleeves and get down and dirty with all of us. Like we did this first season, Jenna and I probably have some good plans for our intros and outros for season two. And there's going to be a lot of changes in season two. We got more professional voiceovers this season and we got a, a new theme song. Yes. You know, I'm very excited. I want to thank everybody here. I want I want to thank the thousands of fans that have been listening. I really want to thank all you guys from the bottom of my heart because you guys are what's given us the motivation to do what we're doing. And the social media feedbacks. And when we go to parks and we meet people and they see us wearing our podcast shirts, truly really amazing. Season one is a testament of all the hard work everybody has put in. And I'm so looking forward to season two, guys. So to all our listeners or listeners, I hope you're pumped. I hope you're ready to go because we're ready to roll up our sleeves and get down to work. We're already started. We got our first episode of season two coming out next Friday on your favorite podcast network. But until then, this is David Cantu. This is Jenna Gazelle. And we're going to leave you all here today with a very special audio clip from the Jacksons saying thank you. (laughs)